0: Hi and welcome back to the Nothing To Be With You podcast with me, your host, Clodagh Ryan. Remember, this is a space that gives those whispers, a voice, mentions the unmentionable and brings all things inward, outwards. How are you guys doing? I hope you're enjoying the absolute belter of a heatwave we have at the moment. Um, It's great, isn't it? Hopefully it'll last a little bit longer for us, but this is Ireland, we never know. I think we're just all permanently hopeful that some year we'll wake up and we'll have LA weather all year round. That's what I love about us Irish, we're just so frickin' positive, aren't we? Why did I say frickin' there instead of fucking? I don't know. Actually, it's one thing people have said to me since I started doing the podcast, that they actually really enjoy that I let out the F-bombs. Um, it's not in an offensive way at all, guys. Um, it's just I I do curse. Um, I don't have a lot of bad habits. Actually, I probably do. But um, I don't have any, like, really bad vices. So I think letting out the old F-bomb is pretty okay so I don't think I'm doing too bad and also as I've said before and I've said it to people when they've said it to me about that they actually enjoy that I curse on the podcast it's more natural I'm talking like I am I I'm not like I've said to you guys before this show is very 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 minimal minimally scripted I just kind of give myself a structure um, in terms of time, so I know what way I'm going to be with it. And other than that, uh, it's I'm winging it. I'm fucking winging it, and I enjoy doing it that way. And I can't believe that it's June now. You know, this kicked off in January, and there's a few more episodes left before this season um finishes up. Uh, there'll be probably another three episodes. We eleven. Twelve, thirteen, fifteen episodes anyway for this season, and there will be some interesting ones coming up, and I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to those. Uh, a couple brought to my attention. Um, I am going to have a girl on, a young girl, a young woman, should I say, a young mother, who actually is recovered just recently from a stroke, and her story is fucking unreal she is just so positive and her mindset I definitely think was a massive part in her rehabilitation and she's come so far so quickly so I'm really looking forward to having her on and have her share her story with you guys. There's also going to be another little controversial episode and I'm actually going to bring Mac back for that one I think. I haven't even said it to her so Mac if you're listening um you're going to be brought on for this one and that is going to be about Snapchat and Instagram and dick pics. This is a phenomenon lads that I'm not used to but they're starting to come around now and random ads and stuff and I want to explore that because I'm mad to know what goes through a lad's head. When he just sends a picture of his dick to a random girl. I mean, obviously there's pride behind it. There has to be. And uh, being straight up with you, from what I've seen in these random ones, not a lot to be proud about. (laughs) Anyway, that's for another episode. And I'm looking forward to that one. As you know, there's nothing to do here, guys. So, you stuck with me tonight for a solo episode. So, it's going to be short and sweet last the last episode with Kate was great. The feedback was fantastic. And I applaud her again. She did such an amazing job coming on and sharing um her story with um her family and her beautiful boy Jack. And it definitely opened up a a a good narrative um among the podcast page and my own page and even talking to people on the street about you know that they they themselves have a child with um, special needs or they know somebody and that it was a good informative episode a relatable episode and hey that's that's what I love that's music to my fucking ears so I was delighted to have Kate on and delighted to give her that space to share her story so thanks a million Kate uh, for coming on so this week's episode if you were looking on Instagram and Facebook... Facebook? Book? Is that where we are now, Claude, We say book? Sorry. We'll start again. I'm not fucking editing that out. If you were on the Instagram or Facebook... I'm just going to call it that now. Pages this week. You will have seen that my episode for this week was about step-parents. Now, for the purpose of this episode and for me being real I don't use the phrase step-parent straight up I use the pair the phrase bonus parent and in my own case second mom that's my personal way but guys whatever way you want to address it or call it that's down to you everyone each to their own when I'm talking today about it I'll probably be saying bonus parents more than um step parent um because I just find it's a nicer thing. There's something about step, I can't explain it, but it just, I don't know, it's like all I can think of is to be honest, a step ladder. and I'm definitely not a fucking step ladder. So I'm just going to get into it. Um, so basically, this episode, right, guys, is all my own personal opinions. Okay, anything I share, I'm not an expert. Psychologist or counselor or anything on family therapy or family counseling, I'm only sharing my own experience, and whether you agree with me or not is totally down to you guys. That's what this this is um podcast is all about um and I'm sure I'm gonna get mixed reactions and I might step on some toes with this one, but fuck it look, I haven't had any real bad press so far. So maybe this is the one that I get it. So I'm just going to tell you my uh, story. So I have a bonus son. my son. And I'm going to be honest, actually, fuck it. I'm going to call him my son during this episode as well, because as far as I'm concerned, I am his second mom. Um, I'm not his biological mom, but I am his mom by choice. His second mom by choice. So I met my now husband when my son was nearly two. Um. So I'm and he's now just a couple of months off 17. So I'm around a long time. And actually, what provoked me to do this episode was just recently we were having a conversation at home and he just made a reference to how he never he doesn't remember me obviously never not being there and that as far as he's concerned i am a second mum to him and i would be honest he actually he took me out that night now a little bit i'll be honest i i had a little cry for myself because um i felt really proud and honored that he felt that way about me and You know, like, I mean, he's live 15, over 15 years now. So it is an absolute honor for and a pleasure for me to be able to say that he feels that way about me because I certainly feel that way about him. And I suppose Look, Step Arrington, I've been doing a lot of research on it for this week and I will talk through the research and I will talk to talk through the messages I've gotten. Because, look, some have it easy and get the warm welcome when they come into the blended family, especially if the kids have, you know, been through a hard emotional time and some get it fucking hard. And... I'm not going to touch much, to be honest, tonight on Step Harrington for uh, somebody coming into a bereaved family. So where either the mum or the dad has passed away because I feel that deserves its own type of episode because I think there's a lot that ties in with that, with grief and compassion and a lot of understanding and a bit more of an expert opinion on that. So I'm not going to, when I'm talking about step parenting tonight, I'm going to be specifically talking about step parenting for blended families. Hey, we're in the 21st century. This is the crack we are now. Uh, Blended families are not uncommon. My parents separated when I was eight and that was 400 years ago. And there was no such thing really as parents splitting up back then. So it was really fucking taboo that time. I think I was like the only kid in the village that like had a split family. Whereas nowadays, it is a lot more common. And that is, we all know for a multitude of reasons, people are more open now. And people had kids younger, in shorter term relationships, And sometimes shit just happens and things don't work out. So that that is life and that is the life we live in now. So it's become less of a taboo wording, I suppose, blended families than it was, say, 20 years ago. But I still think it's not discussed enough. You know, in many ways, like, it is a super broad topic. But, you know, because there's different ways and means of what do you consider a blended family? Is it like mom and dad were childhood sweethearts, you know, and, you know, got pregnant when they were in their late teens and split up shortly after? Or a couple that were only together a few years? Or even a couple like my parents who were married for a number of years and then separated? So it is broad in terms of the topic. But I just kind of want to focus on just the step parent, the bonus parent aspect of it, I suppose, for now. I'm not going to compare parenting and step parenting too much because I think it's a little bit unfair to do that. And personally, my opinion, guys, is that step parenting can be just as hard as parenting, biological parenting. Um, because it comes with its own list of complications, you know. And the things that I think are important are, and again, all oh, my own opinion, have to keep saying this, guys, in case you come jumping on me after it. The things that I find are important is that you have to invest in forming and building a bond with the child or children. Now, I know, again, this is, difficult because some have it easy in terms of if uh, the mix of various ages and i think studies show that if stu if children 10 or under um are in a family breakup or a relationship breakup they tend to adjust quicker and accept a step parent a lot faster than a teenager um, you know because look a teenager is busy trying to find their own identities they're dealing with hormones they're trying to figure themselves out as well as dealing with I suppose their family splitting up a new mum or a new dad coming in the picture as well so and I actually do agree with this and again I had it relatively easy because he was so little when I Met his dad, so I got to watch him grow up. And like I said, thankfully, I'm so glad that he doesn't remember a time that I wasn't around. And I I'm very fortunate that way because I do have friends who have gotten into relationships with um you know guys that have kids at different ages, and it has been hard and you know it's hard to invest it's hard to get that bond because your mom is always your mom your dad is always your dad 100% stand by that guys um but this is another relationship and I just think there's never enough love to give a kid they're just you can't give a a, a kid too much love there's just no fucking way you can so I'm all about that so yeah so I think the things that are important, like I said, are investing and and forming the bonds. You know, letting them know that they're safe and secure with you around and that you're reliable, you know, and that kind of develops the emotional connection with the child as well. That's what I feel anyway. I know in my position, I really wanted to just stay being myself. I didn't want to be this lame, you know, dad's girlfriend coming in and going, hey, hi, oh, I'll buy you all the things you want. Uh, I wanted to be very authentic with how I developed my relationship with him. And I I don't know, I think the realer you are, guys, the, the easier it is to adapt because fucking kids are resilient. They're more resilient than we'll ever give them credit for. And they they can handle a lot more than we know. But the other thing I suppose is some children may feel that their loyalty is divided um, especially in the circumstance of their parents breaking up. Uh, this is something I'm passionate about. No child should ever feel fucking divided in their loyalty. No fucking way. It is all about maintaining the security, the routine, the love and the bond for the kids. And I I really feel so passionate about this, guys. And I can say this as a a child of a separation and as a, a bonus mom. So I feel I have experience on both sides in a lot of ways. It's all about the kids, guys. Whatever drama needs to go between mom, dad, mom and new boyfriend, um, or mom and new girlfriend, shall I say, and dad and new boyfriend, lads, do it behind fucking closed doors. I mean, I know life gets shitty and relationships break down and they can be messy and there can be drama, but unless you're fucking leaving a serial killer, there is no reason why that kid or those kids can't love both parents equally and have enough room in their hearts to allow extra people to come in and love and care and support for them. That might sound a little bit airy fairy, but I genuinely do believe that. I mean, fuck it. Like, who wouldn't want? Like, m- my son, you know, he has four four sets of grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking spoiled, and um, and out of respect, uh, again, I'm I'm not going to discuss um, his mum on this, but um, he has a great mum. And um, he is a great bonus dad as well. And um, and then, of course, he has an amazing biological dad and just the best bonus mum ever. So, <laughs> yeah. But look, I do feel like a child, in the terms of that divided loyalty, a child should never feel like they're in this position. I mean, that that's just fucked up in my eyes. And I think sometimes especially if it's kind of in a breakup and it's the early days or, you know, one parent gets into a relationship before the others, this is where shit can get complicated and petty and messy. And I do think parents forget about the kid or kids in the mix of all of that. And that's where you need to have a little bit more tunnel vision and, you know, focus it. And I do think that that... That makes it easy for everybody in the long run to transition through the next stage, do you know, because like kids. OK, so I'm not talking about children that um have lost a parent through bereavement, but any child that is old enough to remember. They definitely grieve a separation of their their parents because it is a loss. It's a loss of their original um, first family, their original unit, their family unit. And I think for a step or bonus parent coming into that dynamic, regardless of the duration of time, uh, you know, how long the, the family unit has gone or, or broken up. It's very important for the bonus parent to respect and acknowledge this because many children will naturally you know wish that their mommy and daddy would get back together and you know realizing that that wish isn't something that is going to come come true for them that can hurt that can hurt like a mother I remember that myself and um, like for so long like saying oh I'd love mommy and daddy back together I'd love mommy and daddy back together and that's the innocence of childhood of course it is and again, I'm focusing here on children, young kids and teenagers um, because I don't know <laughs> how many of you out there have had your parents separate when you're like in your 20s. I think that you guys, that could be rare. But hey, fuck it. I'm sure that would be just as hard because like I said, I really do believe kids are more resilient than adults because The world is pretty black and white to them. We're the ones that create the gray areas and make shit complicated. Do you know? And like leading on from that, like uh, uh, the other thing I suppose is the other parent. And when I say that, I mean the other biological parent. Like, you know, that's a complicated part. Again, it's quite broad. I've touched on it, especially given the reason for the split, if it was like through unfaithfulness or uh you know it was a bitter split up like the relationship between the incoming bonus parent and the other biological parent that can be you know difficult and it can be hostile and again that's something you have to you have to set aside your own personal feelings in these situations because again who is it that matters it's the fucking kid I am so adamant on this. And I think adults, all of us, are so guilty of being selfish fuckers sometimes and being so much in our own thoughts that we, you know, can forget about the impact it is having on our children. And now more than ever in this world that we live in that's full of uncertainty, it's full of exposure to bullying to crazy shit online crazy shit all around us in the world like the core family unit needs to be a safe haven for kids and i can't see anybody disagreeing with me on that you know and as i said unless the other parent the biological parent is a serial killer you as the bonus parent coming in you have to respect that they are the biological mum or the biological dad do you know I I just, I do feel very passionate about that regardless because it's all about the kids. And discipline. Again, this can be another complicated one, but I suppose the way we married it ourselves was house rules. And I found that was a lifesaver. So, you know, everyone was singing from the same hymn sheet when we were in, when we were home. So I didn't feel like, you know, I'm the disciplinarian or I had to do any discipline. It was like, you know, the house. My husband was and I suppose still is the stricter parent in our household. But at the same time, my son has always respected me, you know, in and out of his dad's um presence um especially when he was little you know and again i don't know we've just been so blessed with him and i know people say that like that sounds really fucking corny or you know that you're almost naive to your own but he is just the most super kid in the world like and i'm going to say it he is better at helping me in the house than his dad full disclaimer so if his dad is listening i'm shaming you <laughs> But um, yeah, so I, I do think like the discipline uh, and especially maybe when they're younger, you know, the 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 biological parent can take the lion's share there and you just kind of come in off the back of that again with the house rules. And again, boundaries, boundaries, guys, all the way. So important. It's such an undervalued word anyway in so many relationships. I feel boundaries is it's something that should be shouted from rooftops more also i think it's important within your own relationship then you know that you have a strong partnership with clear and concise communication with each other on how you maintain your family unit when you have your 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 child staying with you you know because that is important it keeps routine it keeps focus and again the core family value unit is there and it's strong. So that is that is just vital to me. I'm going to go through some of the DMs and messages I got because there were some interesting ones. Um, Not surprisingly, again, it was mainly women that came to me and it was mainly stepmothers or girlfriends of guys with kids from previous relationships either married or or not and the hostility from the ex girlfriend or the ex wife and some some of you you've had it rough and again like i, I can't comment too much on people everyone's situation is different everybody your story isn't the same as my story you know it's it's all relative but my issue with that is the so just for example one girl did write to me that um her boyfriend that she's with now he has a 6 year old son with his ex girlfriend and initially like when she started going out with him the ex girlfriend was like you're never to have her in the house when he's there and She's never going to spend time. She's not to do this. She's not to do that. Now. I agree that you should not introduce your children to um, somebody new just on a whim. I I 100% agree. You have to be fully sure that this is someone that's going to be sharing your life with you and be comfortable with that before you introduce them into your children's lives, because otherwise it is confusing. Again, I know parents and parental expert but that's just what I feel is important but at the same time again it's life relationships do break down and somebody said to me lately two happy homes are far more important than one unhappy home and that really resonated with me and I hope that any girl that is listening or woman tonight that maybe your ex has moved on ahead of you or whatever the circumstance that maybe you focus your energy more on your child and on you and doing what's good for you and letting go of some of the bitterness, you know, and maybe hate that you have. Again, i'm generalizing here guys because i don't know specific situations but i know myself bitterness is just such a waste of time and energy and you're allowing someone rent space in your head and they don't know nor do they give a fuck and so you're the one who's suffering at the back of all of that so you know you you I just think bitterness is something you got to let go of, you know, for sure. And the other side of that is when that, that girl said that, like, she's made it difficult for him to see the kid, uh, the boy sometimes. Um, All I could think of was the poor son. That's fucking horrible. Unless you are an absolute asshole or a deadbeat dad or a deadbeat mum, are absolute fucking serial killer guys don't use your kids as fucking weapons they're not objects they're not something you get to throw at someone that's not that's i tell you that kid will grow up and remember that that's all i'm going to say on that one that kid will remember that you used them as a weapon and you stopped them from either bonding or seeing you're not my number one but you're you're a strong second (laughs) and again that's we meet somebody and we fall in love with somebody and they have a child we choose to take on that child as well we choose that to do that out of love you know that like my son isn't my son by blood but he's my son by choice and that to me is so fucking humbling and I feel so honoured that I get to be, uh, you know, a part of his life and have some influence in his life and that's that's special, guys. That is really, really, really special and I just think we take that for granted sometimes and look, we are only human. We all fuck up. None of us know there's no handbook on how to do your how to live life right how to fucking no one has it. no one has their shit together enough to dictate to someone else how to do it and that's not what I'm doing here by the way. I'm just sharing my experience as both a child of a separated family and as a bonus mom in a blended family and yeah it it is it is. It is a lovely feeling to be honest to to I found especially with my son I think I pretty much fell in love with him pretty much straight away because he was just such a little cutie and I love the relationship we have I love that he feels comfortable to talk to me about pretty much anything and I feel comfortable to talk to him about pretty much anything And it's amazing, even though I'm not his biological mum, I have such an overwhelming feeling within me always to keep him safe, to keep him protected, to let him know he's loved, even though he knows this from all his family anyway. But I love that I have that instinctively for him. And that is something that like money can't buy, you know. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Somebody else had mentioned that they'd, bought x y and z and they still weren't getting um the the child on side i think it was a little boy um guys the money don't fall into the money pit Um, you're not teaching your kids the right lessons there anyway where you know that like bad behavior you know like sulking or not talking or anything well i'll keep buying you presents you know you're not you're not giving them the proper coping skills or developmental skills by doing that. And I just feel it's the lazy way out. And I think your time is worth more than any present that money can buy. So, look, that is it. That really is it. It's a short and sweet episode tonight. I just wanted to give the airtime to step parents and bonus parents out there because, guys, you are great. We are great. And it's not always easy. It's not always sunshine and roses. And there can be hard times, but it is so fucking worth it Um, to have a child grow up in front of your eyes um that you get to love and watch grow into a beautiful young adult you know and as i said i really feel when it comes to children you can never be too loving you can never be too caring and you know just be yourself with them show interest be willing to adapt along with them that's all they need that's that's all any of us need as humans. We just want to be, we want to be loved. We want to feel safe and we want to feel secure. So, guys, if you can manage to give that to your kids, biological or not, you're fucking doing an awesome job in my eyes, and you deserve a clap on the back. Um, we mightn't get it, and we, do you know what? Uh, we don't look for it, but we deserve it, and. As I said, this episode is dedicated to all you bonus parents out there tonight who are doing your best. And even when times are tough, just be yourself and keep it real. And you'll be fine. So that's it for this week's episode. Short and sweet, like me. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to all you bonus parents and step parents out there i salute you to all you biological parents out there thank you for sharing your children with us and for trusting us because they are a blessing and just guys be good to each other just remember you know drama all of that it's all temporary it goes we what is it that am i saying that i got from my dad Remember, life is simple. It's people who complicate it. So as always, I'm signing off for another episode and going to tell you guys to be sound, be wonderfully weird. And as always, be you. Take care, folks. Until next time.